Ooh. <laughs> nice. I win. <laughs> Racing for out. the bottle. Yes. Mm. Okay. Now we drink. Now we drink. Mm. You're going to be able to hear it. Yeah, I can hear that pretty well, actually. Okay. Good. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Yay. Here we are. Class is in session. <laughs> what are you going to learn today? Who knows? Wine. Wine and things. Uh, duh. Duh. No. Oh, hold on. I need to pour a little more on my glass. I'm a little. Oh, low. yeah, same. Mm -hmm. These glasses are deceiving. A little low. Ooh, that might have been a little much. It's a heavy pour. You know us. <laughs> heavy pour. Heavy, heavy. All right. Well. What is... <laughs> oh, what? What? <laughs> I just got this. What is that song? Like heavy, heavy. <laughs> Do you know what, what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> oh my God. I think it's a musical or a movie or something. But every time someone says heavy, I get this like picture in my head of this song and they're going heavy, heavy. <laughs> Never mind. Just cut oh my that God. Out. This sounds, <laughs> no, this sounds great. What is, that sounds like a musical to be honest and knowing yes. you, it would be. Y yeah. Let's call it heavy, heavy song. Heavy, heavy song. Heavy, heavy. You got so heavy in me. I don't know the words. <laughs> Is it Dream Girls? Oh, maybe. That was one of the first uh, yep. results that just came up. Play, play a clip of it. See if it. <laughs> okay, let's see if I can. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Heavy, heavy. Ooh. Ooh, get so heavy on get me. heavy on me. There it is. Ah. Yeah. So we figured out it was Dream Girls. Okay. Yes. It heavy, is musical. Heavy. You got so heavy on me. Love it. Yes. Um, yay. Um excited. <laughs> excited. That's I'm, me. I'm more pumped now. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're about like a glass and a half in feeling, feeling pretty good this wine Wednesday. Hope you guys Ooh. are feeling good too. If you're not, yeah. we're here to help you feel good. Let's do this. Oh, I love that. We are here to help you feel good. Ah, okay. We're drinking the same wine today. You guys, I'm really excited about this. Um, I'm also salivating because this wine is so dry, but I like it. So you think it's that dry? I don't think it's the most dry wine that I've ever had um, before. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would say this is the most dry I've ever had, but it's pretty dry. It's yeah. A, yes, it's a bit of dryness. A bit, bit dry. <laughs> it's a bit dried um, out. I love the label. What are these called? Do you, it's like a totem pole. But I don't, it, it looks like a totem pole, um, mm -hmm. but it's not. It's like a series of stacked African masks. 
Yeah, like they're all, well, and they're not really stacked like a totem pole on the label, but they are kind of like, there's like a lower level of them. And then there's like two more at the top and then there's like a big one at the very top. Um, but I don't, I don't know the proper term for it, but it is very, uh, very beautiful, very busy label. I like it a lot. Um, very detailed. It's all black and white. It looks like an ink drawing. And I just mm, noticed yeah. that it looks like there are two hands playing, um, thumb war in the yeah. like bottom right-ish corner there uh, is two oh, yeah. hands shaking oh my god I think that they are they, they agree and then they put their hands together and then they put their thumbs up like they're declaring a thumb war oh, oh my, my god yeah you know how many times I've looked at this label and I've never seen that that's right our four eyes put together notice all the cool things this is great. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this wine. Uh, it's C-H-O-M-M-I-E. Chami? Um, Chami or Comey. Not exactly sure. We'll have to figure it out. Um, but this is a really, I think this is definitely one of the ones that we got from Wink and we were like, we need to get this be just because of the label. Like it was definitely one of those. Well, also we've just been, we were trying so hard to get wines from around the world. And I think we succeeded because we've had wine from New Zealand, Argentina. Um, this one is from the Western Cape in South Africa. Yes. And it's really good. It's really I'm, good. I'm feeling it. I think we had another wine previously that we got from South Africa too. I don't know if it was also Western Cape, but there was another one I had from South Africa that was really fantastic. Uh, it must, it, it definitely has something to do with their, um, you know, like humidity or something where they're growing the grapes for sure. But yeah, we have, yeah. we're doing pretty good. We, we definitely have our bulk of like California wines that we always have, but <laughs> We've trailed around a little bit. We should do more. I, I think we did Italy too, but I want to do like, I want to do like Canadian wine. I want to do oh. some more Australia wine too. Yes. Australia. We've done New Zealand. We need Australia. We need Canada. Maybe some from like, I don't know, Finland. Do they yeah. make wine in Finland? Is it too I'm, cold? I don't know. And <laughs> that's a great question. We'll have to figure that out. Oh, I wonder what countries don't make wine. Oh yeah. Just based, based on the, uh, you know, like super hot or super cold temperatures. Maybe I'm Antarctica. sure there's a bunch. Yeah. Antarctica doesn't seem like a great place to grow grapes. I don't we know, maybe should travel me. to all the places that make wine. This is our life goal. Yep. Hashtag goals. Let's just travel everywhere that they, uh, make wine and just like review it um and that'll be our life i like that idea done yes that's what I, we're gonna do and so far we're hitting napa pretty well so <laughs> it's time to <laughs> expand our horizons um according to this cool nifty map that i have that i got from um i did a blind tasting 
one time in quarantine. Um, it was super, super fun. Um, and now I just use the card as a cheat sheet to help me get through my S's and like try to guess what region the wine is from. Um, but actually it looks like there is a huge part of the world that is not making wine. Um, I was going to say we got to fix that, but honestly, I'm probably not going to live in any of the countries that don't make wine. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the countries that don't make wine? Just like a. Okay. Well, I don't know if this is like how accurate this is. I think it's just, it might just be like the top regions that produce mm. wine because it does not look like Mexico is lit up. Uh, it doesn't mm. look like the Caribbean is. It doesn't look like any, I, I really, it just looks like South Africa and the rest of Africa doesn't mm. look like it makes in like nowhere in Asia. Interesting. I know yeah. they do in certain parts. So yeah, we should get, we should get like a, uh, like an updated map and just like pin all the places where specifically they make wine and just be like, okay, next one we're going to here. Mm-hmm. Cause and I know they do make, I mean, in the Philippines they do for sure. It's oh, just yeah. like, it's just not as big as a, uh, probably an industry is like beer. Oh uh, yeah, probably. And also do they make it with grapes or do they mix in other things in there? Cause I remember you bought hmm. that wine from, was it the Philippines and it came yeah. in that bamboo thing and it was little and it was really sweet. It yeah. Like a dessert wine. Oh my God. That one was way too sweet. Um, I'm definitely going to get different wine the next time I go, but I did. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I brought back uh like three or four different uh wines uh I went to the Philippines in 2019 end of 2019 and I brought back a few different wines um but yeah they do they do grow grapes there it's just you know with all the humidity it has to be like I think in particular regions uh for it to really like be you know to grow successfully and like become wine um <laughs> but uh yeah we should do that we should get like an official map and just pin all the places we want to go and try wine oh yes well you know what is funny I um I do have a place in mind that I want to travel to next when places mm -hmm. start opening up um and I picked it because I started a new job and every time you start a new job they're like oh they hear some fun questions to answer so we can get to know you and like share it with the team. And one of the questions was, where will you go once the world opens up basically? And my first answer was like, oh, Europe or Canada or anywhere tropical. And then I was thinking about it more and I realized I don't wanna be that person. I need a place. I just need to fucking <laughs> pick somewhere and actually do it. If I have this looming cloud of possibilities over my head, mm -hmm. I'm never going to pick one and make it happen. So mm. over the past year or two, being in quarantine, I have been using Google Maps to pin all the places that I want to see based on all of the cooking and travel shows that I love and watch. Yes. <laughs> I love doing that on Google Maps. You just like, you'll see an article or you'll watch a video about something you like, and then it'll be like, 
we do this in blah, blah, blah place. And you're just like, okay, pinning that want to go. (laughs) Exactly. So I opened my Google maps and I looked at everywhere that was like, you know, the other half of the world. Um, And I did a quick search on, I looked at like Indonesia and Thailand and Italy and like countries that I had pinned a bunch of places that I thought were like gorgeous or restaurants that I would love to go see and looked at what the most realistic flight prices were. (laughs) Cause let me tell you, flying to Bali is going to cost you like $4,000. Shut the fuck up. Really? (laughs) Like thousands of dollars. It's in the thousands what from yes. California it's thousands of dollars to go to thousands. Bali thousands what that's that's insane so I settled on an island off Portugal oh and I think it is pronounced Madeira 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 I <laughs> you, you you know that we don't pronounce things very well we apologize but it is an island like off kind of on its own um it almost looks like it's somewhere between Africa and Portugal and Italy um but it's called Madeira and it looks absolutely gorgeous and the flight was less than a thousand dollars so in my head my quick (laughs) thinking I was like that's where I'm going and that's what I put and then I started getting responses like oh my god welcome to the team I love Portugal you have to try this I can't wait to exchange travel tips so I think I'm committed yeah no you have to be at this point you've told people this is like public knowledge now you have to be that person you have to be like I'm going to and I'm gonna butcher this too Madeira uh fucking islands which yeah it's like right off I'm looking at it now it's like off of like the Portugal and Moroccan coast um it's just like one of these there's a bunch of little islands there but this one's kind of like all off on its own yeah and if you look at the pictures of this place it's fucking gorgeous yes super cute and just wow and then you and- could be that person that was like I went to this place that probably no one's ever been to, <laughs> yes. which is amazing. I love that. And Portugal is a region that makes wine. It is. They are a region that makes wine. Yeah. They're a region that makes wine. So Spain, I'm going to- Portugal, Morocco too. They make wine too. Oh all of, yeah. All those places right, right in that um, area there. So Good take weather. note, I have manifested it. It is in writing. <laughs> I am going to this island in Portugal. Yay. It is my first international <laughs> stop. <laughs> I am going alone unless Sarah decides to come with me. Oh, but. Dude, I 100% want to go with you. 100%. I'll figure it out. I'll figure okay. out. Okay. Okay. We're doing I it. Got some is- in, I got some money's monies. I got we some got monies, monies in my savings. Yeah. <laughs> There's some things there. We could we can make this happen. I mean. I'm thinking like end of this year early next year before the end of 2022 actually no no before 2022 summer actually scratch all of that we need to look at the weather and see what the good time to go is <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing that is a hundred percent one of the things I always check when I travel is like okay what time of the year am I going and what's the weather gonna be like because if it's a place that I'm like 
oh, it's really cheap to go in February or March or April, but there's fucking snow. Um, forget it. I'm not going. So (laughs) I just can't do it. I can't. Oh no. I (laughs) getting sidetracked, but I did go to the snow recently and I realized why I probably haven't been to the snow in a really long time. Oh, and, and why is that Jocelyn? (laughs) It's cold as fuck. (laughs) Cold AF. Not down. Um, but this Island I pick in Portugal, um, I remember now I picked it because the weather is supposed to be amazing all year long. We like that. We like that a lot. Mm-hmm. California yes. girls were like yes. anything above 75 degrees all day long. Anything now. below I'm cold. Literally it's ridiculous. I live in the Bay area. I've been here for almost three years this August and, um, anytime, literally like I'll check the weather and it'll be like, oh, it's 65 outside. I'm like, oh, it's it's cool. I walk out for like two seconds without a jacket. And I'm like, nope, fuck it. I have to go back inside, grab my hoodie because I'm such a little bitch when it comes to the weather. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> well, Nothing below 75. You know that I'm living in Arizona now and we're in May, so it's warming up, which yeah. means it's <laughs> it's basically on a good day. It's It gets to like the low 90s. Sounds um, wonderful. Sign me up. I'll be there. In a <laughs> it's actually been quite nice this week. It's been like high eighties, low nineties. Um, but I was in Hermosa. I was in Los Angeles this weekend, um, like Santa Monica, South Bay area, hitting up the beaches, um, visiting my old stomping grounds for a second. Um, to visit Susan and for her birthday. Love Susan. Shout out to Susan. Shout out to Susan. Our number one fan. <laughs> um, so I saw Susan for her birthday and it was 70 at the warmest and I was freezing. Oh I didn't God. bring a sweater because I've acclimated to heat now. Right. <laughs> I had to oh, borrow fuck. a sweater the whole weekend. Cause... Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was cold. Yeah. Um, real quick before we continue on this great, uh, travel slash weather conversation, we should read the back of oh. the bottle yes, um, yes, and talk yes. a little bit more about this wine. Yeah. I wanted to talk about, um, actually, can you do a Google search? Okay. The, no, 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 just kidding the Western Cape. So mm-hmm. on this map that I'm looking at, um, South Africa is generally a warm climate, but at the very, 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 very tip of the bottom of the country looks like it has a small blue area that is a cool climate, which is super interesting because it looks that way in Australia too, where like the very closest points at the bottom, the most south southern tip yeah yes the southern tips of australia south africa and like all along the western southern side of south america where it's closest to the water is a cooler climate but most most like 90 percent of the region is a warm climate and because this is the western cape i'm guessing that this is more of a warm climate wine which means that it's 
full body, low acidity. It has riper flavors, which remember when like 10 minutes ago, when, <laughs> <laughs> when we opened this and Sarah poured her first glass, she stuck her whole face in it. And she I really like, did. It's my thing now. I stick my whole face in it because I really want to smell the entire thing and try to guess notes. Now that I kind of understand notes a little better, I literally stick my whole face in it. We're getting so fancy, you guys. Oh my God, we're busy as fuck. <laughs> but you said this is so um, fruit, this like a like a bowl of berries. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I said. Like we, right before we started recording and we opened it, I poured just a little bit in, I kind of swirled it around, stuck my whole face in, sniffed it. And I was like, wow, this is just like full of berries. Basically. (laughs) That's what it smells like. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's exactly (laughs) what I said. I was like, wow. (laughs) Um, Another reason why I'm pretty positive this is a warm climate wine is because warmer climates have higher alcohol content. I think we learned about a little bit about that the last time the wine guy was on our podcast. And mm-hmm. this one is 14.7% alcohol volume. OMG, 14.7. It's basically 15%. Basically. And I love it. I'm in love with it, honestly. It also, the more I smell it too, it kind of, what's that? Did we talk about this before where like, I can't really pinpoint the scent of this one like scent, but it smells like what somebody else described as, was this you that I was talking to? Was this even on our podcast? And we were talking about, it smells like pavement or like cement. No, no. No, I don't remember you telling me any wine smells like pavement. Yeah, like 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 somebody was like or like asphalt. Like or like stone. Like warm, stone. Okay, okay. Yeah, like warm, like a warm rock. That's did you smell warm rocks when you drank wine? Because remember <laughs> when we were at Cayman and like yeah. every fucking wine smelt like sun-kissed rocks or something oh was that it we were at Cayman and Alicia was like this smells like asphalt or something (laughs) something totally random was was that where that was because I distinctly remember this conversation and even though that sounds so ridiculous I was like yeah I actually I totally understand what you mean it's like and it's not wet asphalt it's not wet concrete it's It's like like dry been kissed by the sun for hours rock yes that's what it smells like yes yeah I no that's was in the description of the wines that we drank from Cayman um and that was like one of the key notes that stood out what on a bunch of their wines was sun kissed rock rock yeah you nice. also said oh yeah oh, sorry oh. I was going to say, you guys, like, there's no limit to, like, what you can smell in wine or, like, I mean, you just don't, you don't have to be bougie and, like, follow all of these, like, rules because apparently sun-kissed rock is a thing that wine can smell like. Yeah. Just so you know. I, um, I was, the more you know. (laughs) The more you know. Science. Science. Anyway. Um, well. 
let's see how spot on we are. Um, I'm going to read the back, um, if you don't mind. Oh, please, please. I love your, wait, what is that called again? Um, <laughs> when you um, talk like that. And... My narrating voice? Yeah, 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 sure. That one. Or, I don't know what we called it. <laughs> A- ASMR? Is that what it was called? Oh, yes, the ASMR of reading wine labels. Please continue. I will. <laughs> the way you do it is just like so on point. Okay, I'm gonna stay silent. Okay. Uh, okay. Read the get out the giggles. Gather. <laughs> get yourself together. Okay, okay, okay. <sighs> this is a 2020 Cabernet Sauvignon from the Western No, no, Cape. no. Start over. Start over. Ah! Where's that <laughs> ASMR voice? Start over. You gotta narrate this like you're serenading us. Try it again. Try it again. He's <laughs> laughing so hard. You can't even hear it. In South Africa, friends are often referred to as chomis. Wise beyond its years, this chomi is an old soul with complex notes of blackberry, currant, eucalyptus, and spice. Cape Town street artist Anwar Davids designed this label as an expression of this old soul, Chomi. Perfect. That was great. <laughs> well done. I was holding back the giggles so hard. I don't know. I'll maybe I'll work on my skills of the. <laughs> um, I so so after reading that, I'm pretty sure it's called Chomi, like homies. Oh, maybe. Um, also would, need to look up. Sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Rolling with my chomies. <laughs> <laughs> they remind me of that song. What song, me, Sarah? Uh, the riding song. They catch me rolling. They hating. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to catch me riding with my chomies. Gotta catch me riding with my chomies. Okay. Sorry. That's not the song that I think of at all. <laughs> What was the song you were thinking of? Um, I don't know all the words, but it's like, right in with my chomies. <laughs> maybe it's not a song. Maybe it's just something I'm singing in my head. <laughs> That's a good one, too. I like that one. <clears throat> Chomi. Chomi. Old soul wine. I love that. Old soul. Old soul. Uh, we were right, though. Uh, notes of Blackberry. Mm-hmm. Current eucalyptus and spice. Spice is probably what I was trying to like really pinpoint, but no, I no, couldn't. that could be. It could. It could very well translate to sun-kissed rocks, because you know spices. Um, like, I mean, spices I almost, are ground um, up, right? They're well, just like well, grounded they... up stuff. <laughs> Science. they don't start grounded up but I'm thinking when I smell this is if you've ever seen nutmeg in its whole form it looks like a big nut yeah um and smelling that itself is almost like it could it could be a sun-kissed rock and then when you grind it it gets that like spicy like fall 
pumpkin spice latte kind of scent to it, <laughs> um, which is not this wine. So I, right. I, I think of like whole cloves, like the whole um, nutmeg, like the pre-grinded spices. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. But the first notes are blackberry and currant. And what I've learned about ingredients um, is that I don't know if this goes for wine and how they're listing it, but the rule of thumb that I've learned is when you look at whatever you're eating that has an ingredients list, whatever ingredient comes first has the highest percentage of that ingredient in it. And then it gets lower as you get to the bottom of the list, which is why like, oh, <laughs> when you're eating candy, um, an artificial food, the like red number four, red 40 or whatever, blue number <laughs> red seven for die like... or whatever, <laughs> the number it's... one ingredient. <laughs> no, it's not the... no, it's not the number one ingredient. That would be so good. Be like poison eating poison. Yeah. They're the last ingredients because there's the least amount of that. The first ingredient is usually like sugar or corn Damn. syrup. I better, I don't know. I better double check the candy that I've been eating then. Cause I don't know why I thought that would be the first ingredient <laughs> on there. <laughs> but you're right yeah like corn syrup and sugar are usually always the very first ingredient in any sort of like candy so that makes sense cool learn something um, new didn't realize same that. with skin products hair products like anything with an ingredients list so yeah in my head when I'm reading this I'm thinking that the berry notes come to the top and those are the strongest yeah it makes sense and blackberries are pretty strong in themselves like they're not a fruit that's like, eh, I'm just kind of here. They're like, yo, I'm here. Let's party. Let's, let's, let's be Barry. And, and Barry, Mary, <laughs> contrary. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Did you just spill? No, I knocked over my microphone. Oh, thank God. I thought you spilled the wine. <laughs> We would have had a much different problem if that's what Ooh, happened. That would have Ooh. been a sad Phew. crisis averted. Phew. <laughs> I just got so excited. I knocked over my microphone. <laughs> I love when we get excited. Um, I was going to say something. And I, I distracted myself so hard. Um, Mary, very contrary. How does your wine grow? Yes. Oh my God. We just made our own wine nursery rhyme. That's the best. <laughs> Write that I mean, shit down. Notate that. Um, <laughs> this is a new world wine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, actually, it's really funny on this map that I love to reference it says the new world wines are the rule breakers and the Ooh. old world wines are the rule makers so i'm breaking the rules with the, our nursery rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> um okay cool so that's our wine okay so that's our wine um oh it's a 2020 Cabernet Sauvignon, by the way, yes. which is why in yes. the beginning I was like, oh my God, this is so dry. I'm salivating. It's a cab. So it's a cab. Yeah. Um, and 
it's a pretty good cab. I actually, when I first poured it, I didn't think it was a cab because it it really? does have the yeah, like I mean, it does have the brick flavor to it, but the I brick flavor, the flavor is that what I said? Sorry, color, <laughs> color. <laughs> color. Sorry, drunk already. Um, <laughs> the brick color. I I mean, I guess it does, but like on the outer rims of it, it kind of looked like it would be see through, but I guess it's not. So. No, Anyways, I just I didn't a darker color. I got yeah. I got cab immediately. I don't know if it's because you said it or when you smelt it and you stuck your face in it and you're like, wow, I was I was like, mm. <laughs> cab. Yeah, I surprised myself. I like I literally like opened the bottle, like poured it in, started doing the four S's and didn't even like look at the back of the label where it actually says that it was a cab. Um so I was slightly surprised only because the edges you can kind of see through. So I was like, oh, maybe it's like, it's, it's not a Pinot, but maybe it's something else. Um, but I didn't pay too much attention to it. And then, yeah, like after I smelt it, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. This is no, a, a Pinot is much lighter in color. Yeah. Much lighter. So yeah. I knew, I knew it wasn't a Pinot, but I thought it was something I don't know. I thought it was something between a Pinot and a Cab or past a Pinot. Honestly, I didn't think too much about it. And then all of a sudden I was like, damn, that's a lot of flavor to smell. But you know, it's funny. Um, South Africa is a significant growing region for Pinot. Oh, maybe that's why I thought that. I mean, like, I don't know. um, I mean, South Africa is more known for Pinot and Syrah. Um, it's not a significant growing region for cabs unless my sources have changed. Um, I am sourcing my cheat sheet from my blind tasting kit. And I cannot pronounce this name. <laughs> Argo? Argos? It's R. and 14.7 y'all not 14.5 14.7 all right a-r is no r (laughs) it's spelled <laughs> you know what? Never mind. I'm just gonna drop a link later. Anyways. But... <laughs> yeah, we'll just drop a link later for you guys. And if also ever... th- uh, I feel like there's something I wanted to ask the listeners who are listening. Uh yep, don't remember what it was, but let's talk about travel. I want to talk about that a lot more. Let's like I feel like we've already been talking about that. I mean, like, kind that's of. the theme. We started talking about that. We're going to keep talking about that. Do you know what we should do is go to South Africa? You know what? I just want to go to all the major regions. Tell me about it. I just want to go everywhere. Just well, we haven't, really, everywhere. we haven't really, we talked about where you want to go, like yeah. to that, to that cute little Portugal Island, yes. but we should talk about where I want to go. We should talk about where we've been. We yes. should talk about where we've been together specifically because yes. we've been to a few places together. Nothing not enough. super international and not enough for sure. Nowhere so. international. Wait, have we been? Oh, just kidding. We've been to Mexico a bunch together. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call that international, but yeah, that's true. We we did go to Mexico together. You know, for people who don't 
did not grow up in California or the West Coast, where Mexico is very easy to get to. Well, you know what? I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe Mexico seems like you know, uh, super international for some people. Yes. It could be. Yes, exactly. You know? it, it's easy for us to get to and we love it. Right. We've been, and I think that's the only place that we've been to together outside of the United States. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. So okay. we went to Chicago. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's right. That was so long ago. Yeah, feels like a minute ago, but it really was. It was like uh 20 was it 2013 or 2014? Hmm. And it could have been 2013. That's crazy. I know. That was a cute trip. That it was, was such a cute trip. I liked Chicago until it got windy and raining and then I cried like a two-year-old and had a tantrum yeah we talked about that <laughs> in one of our previous episodes oh, it was right. weather is it was so a erratic mess. yeah it was a mess but I mean overall it was just that one night the rest of the time was adorable and Chicago is a really interesting city um anywhere that's like on the east coast half of the united states like just on the other side has a lot more history it's older there's more brick the buildings were built um and like the cities were built to hold more people because they were expecting more people to be migrating and populating the area um the west coast was an afterthought la is literally the worst city in the world that was designed for traffic because I don't think anyone <laughs> expected back then that everybody would want to live there. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> it, it kind of was an afterthought now that I think about it. But yeah, Chicago, we love the architecture. If there's one thing, and I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but one thing I love about traveling, I know Jocelyn loves too, is like, we're always looking at the aesthetic, right? Like the architecture, the the history behind everything that's like there, you know, like the buildings and um, I don't know, the waterways and the housing and all that stuff is like really what makes it. Um, so yeah, I found Chicago too, to be super adorable. Um, I couldn't fathom like growing up in a city where you had a basement or you had like a, a two-story, three-story townhome, like the way that the houses are built there is just so different. Um, so that was really cool. Um, also we spent a lot of time in boys town getting fucked up. So there's that, um, <laughs> um that was fun. That was, I, fun. it was a good time. It was a we great dressed time. very California. Apparently it's a style. Um, and we killed it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, funny you bring up basements because I think that whole, area like Chicago, um, Boston, New York, like base. I actually don't know about New York. No, they probably have, no, they have basements. They have basements over there. Um, Susan, um, used to live in Boston and had a basement apartment. Can you imagine your entire apartment being the basement apartment? Yeah. The, um, no, I can't imagine it, but yes, the, um, 
maybe that's what I meant by basement because even and like in New York too, it's the same thing, right? And Chicago, it's like the entryway to your house or your apartment is like the lower level. So you like walk downstairs to a door that seems like it would go to a basement, but it's like someone's uh, living space. It's so for someone who hasn't uh, really been to the East. Well, I've been to the East coast, but like not specifically in New York or places like Boston to really understand how, how that works growing up. It's so interesting to me. I think that was probably my first experience, like seeing something like that when we went to Chicago and I was like, what? Like people live in places that look like this. This is so crazy. Like, how does this work? You know, like, I'm just like, so (laughs) curious about it. Your windows are looking at people's feet, Mm -hmm. you know, like you got these little tiny baby windows right poke out you're lucky if you have windows I can't imagine living in a place without windows or with just like a small like some people's New York apartments just have one little window and I've grown up with a lot of light like I look for apartments and rooms where I want to live that have lots of light natural light I'm the same way like our our master bedroom where we live now it has one window and the bathroom is because we're actually on the corner of the building so the window is facing out towards you know like trees and stuff and another building and then the bathroom is like tucked towards the back so there's no window to the bathroom and it irritates the fuck out of me because I'm not used to not having so much like natural light uh, come through. And so now I'm like, okay, I need to buy like 15 lamps in this shit because I, I just can't live in a space that doesn't have lighting. I don't live like a vampire unless it's like, you know, nine o'clock at night and I want to curl up to my Netflix or something. I need that natural lighting. So yeah, that's so interesting that for some people like growing up, it's like you have that one window and that's just it. I I couldn't, I, I can't imagine that. It's so crazy. I think that's why we're attracted to places that don't snow. (laughs) (laughs) I I know that doesn't, well, because where it snows, it's like cloudy and dim. And I just feel like there's less places that have these grand windows and open spaces because they don't have the weather to accommodate outdoor spaces unless it's like skiing yeah and I could be totally making that up because that's just my like SoCal perspective of the rest of the world that doesn't get to see the sun for more than half like most of, I don't know I think actually in Arizona is one of the few places that has more days of sun than Southern California I, I mean I believe it hundred percent. And then you have places like Alaska where you get the sun like three months out of the year. And I'm like, fuck that. Can you imagine do it. being somewhere where the sun does not shine for more than even a week? No, nope. no nope. automatic, uh, winter depression done. <gasps> do you know, it's so great. <laughs> not, winter had, like, not winter depression, not winter depression. It's not great. It's not, don't do it. (laughs) I just had three separate thoughts jump into my head when you said that. Um, 
<laughs> one, did you know that people actually, that that's a legit thing that you can get yep. depression from lack of sun and there are lamps and light bulbs that you sit under to cure your depression from the lack of sun. Oh, um, didn't know about the light bulbs, but I did know yes. that winter depression is a real thing. There are special light bulbs to help with that. Okay. Also in Europe, the sun doesn't go down until like midnight. What the fuck? I need yes. to go to Europe. What have I been missing? We're going the to sun. Portugal, which is close <laughs> enough. It's close enough. Um, we're going to an island in Portugal. I hope that it's the same. But um, speaking of traveling, I before I was 20, I spent a summer in France. That is the coolest thing that I have done out beyond like this half of the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's the only place I've gone on that half of the world, that half of the world being Africa, Europe, Asia, Australia. Um and the sun didn't set until after 11 p.m. Amazing. And it was so, cause like you're, it's 10 o'clock at night and the sun is fully out. It feels like it's seven. So you, you can just go all day and you only need a few hours of sleep and the sun comes right back up at bright first thing in the morning. Yeah. And you just have so much sunlight to enjoy and so much sunlight to kill yeah man. you could just kill it <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like a lot less guilty about sleeping in super late because the sun's gonna be out super late with me right that's the best um <sighs> yeah that's the best I, I don't know why this reminded me because I don't think it worked exactly the same where I've been but I've been to uh southeast asia now a couple of times cannot wait to go back i'll probably live there at some point but uh i went to thailand a few years ago and fuck i cannot wait to go back like that was just the most phenomenal experience like you've never seen so much sun or so much green or so much blue ass clear ass water so much white ass sand like it is just absolutely incredible um Thailand and then the Philippines, um, which most of you probably know, but if you don't from previous episodes, my partner was uh, born and raised in the Philippines. So we did go there a few years ago. Uh, I went there the same year I went to Thailand. Um, And yeah, I just cannot, I'm like itching, literally itching to go back. It's just, if you're into tropical weather, if you're into humidity, if you're into sun and water and just fucking living like a king I mean that's the place to go for sure I'm all about that tropical shit I it's funny I could say almost the same thing about the Caribbean and I've been to the Caribbean a few times and I fucking love it there same deal clear waters white sand like beautiful weather it's humid it rain it gets like weird monsoon rain but it's so cool like you you just go underneath a little umbrella or some shit you get a little wet you're going swimming anyways like yeah through it's it's gone as quick as it came exactly um every beach has vendors making you blended alcoholic drinks right on the beach everywhere you go true story um the food is great the people are great oh the food yes 
I, I would just travel the world to eat and drink wine. Absolutely. Honestly. Absolutely. I can't Can, wait to do that again. That that's going to be our, our profession. We're going to professionally drink and eat our way around the world. <laughs> love it. I love it. And we're not just talking about Walt Disney world. And Epcot, <laughs> which, which is also, <laughs> which is also, if you've been to Epcot, they have something called the world showcase. And if you're a tourist there, it's like a thing to literally travel the world and like eat and drink your way through it. So uh, they have like a little pavilion that represents like each country and the people that work in each of those little pavilions is from these countries. Like they, Disney actually contracts people to work there that are from Mexico, from uh, Japan, France, France, Canada. Uh, what are the other countries? I'm Germany, missing? Germany, Italy, Italy, um, Norway, uh, Germany, Norway, Norway, say Germany. No, I said yes. Germany, Norway, Norway is the other one. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's like this super cool interaction of all these different cultures and people you meet that are actually from those countries and they're working there. Um, but yeah, it's like literally like we call it like drinking around the world. It's like a very well-known thing. If you've been a tourist to Walt Disney world, you know exactly what we're talking about, but we would literally could do that in real life to real countries and maybe get paid for it. That'd be amazing. Oh my God. We could do that. Um, which also we've been to Walt Disney World together as well. That's our other yes. like traveling we, spot we've been to. We will need awesome. to do the drinking around the world again together. Cause I don't think that we did that together, but we have been there together. It honestly, it takes a full day. Um, if you ever do it, Disney will not, con- <laughs> this is not on any Disney blog. It's not a real Disney thing. It is just a tourist thing. Like Sarah said, if you know, you know. Um, you got to start and you start in either Mexico or Canada, and there is some contradictory, um, opinions about which country to start in. I say start in Canada because you can fill up on carbs and poutine and start light and work your way up to Mexico where you can finish with margaritas and like, you're already fucked up by then you're going to mix alcohol. It does not matter if you do the (laughs) beer or the liquor or the cigarette or the first whatever's like you're gonna get fucked up and mix it all up anyways might as well start heavy with some carbs in Canada and then work your way all the way to Mexico and by the time you end the sun has set and the world of color is about to go off and you are litty and you are watching the lights and then you're done for the night (laughs) (laughs) which is funny because I see it the opposite way so you guys will have to look at a map of this. We'll probably link it for you if you've never been there, but I, I feel like most of our listeners probably know exactly what we're talking about is the world showcase kind of is like this big U shape. So you either start at one end or the other. So there is like, she was saying, there's a lot of controversy on, on uh, people who start either in Canada, which is at one end, or you start at the Mexican pavilion, which is at the other end. I preference starting in the Mexican pavilion um, because you start off nice and clean with a couple of tequila shots you know get yourself going like really get woo like hyping yourself up you get some tacos or burritos or something great from the Mexican pavilion nachos they have these amazing nachos over there and then you like work your way over to oh I forgot there's a Moroccan um, pavilion oh yeah that place is so cool so cool and they have um, I think in the Moroccan pavilion I always get wine and they have um like henna tattoos uh 
which yes. we, we've totally done the henna tattoos, like <laughs> so much fun. Um, so like, yeah. Oh, in England too, they have, um, they have like an England pavilion. So you go to a pub and you do yeah. beer. So for me, I always preference starting in Mexico always, but it's like one of those things where like Justin said, you have to be prepared for like an entire day of day drinking. Like you start at noon, you finish at when they do their big light show, there's like a big, um, water thing, like right in the middle of all of it. And they do like this big light show at the end of the day. Um, so you just have to make sure to time it appropriately and hydrate yourself appropriately days before. <laughs> so yes. you're ready to take this on. Um, but it's, I've done it, I don't know, maybe like five or six times and it's just, it's just the best thing. I miss that shit so much. Yeah. I cannot wait to go back and do it. It's so much fun. And by um, the time you get to the end, you're just crying because the show is so tears beautiful. of joy. You are crying so tears drunk. of joy. <laughs> you're so drunk and it's so beautiful and you just can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Let's pour more wine then. Ready? As long as you don't keep knocking things over everything. Okay. Oh. Over there. Yes. Okay, great. Okay. Let me open this again. Okay. Let me grab my glass. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ready? Go. Go. <laughs> that sounds great. Doesn't it? That sounded great. Oh, we got to cheers to that though. <gasps> oh, shit. Yes. Cheers. Other other finger, not the nail that's broken. Fucking nails broken. There we go. Hey. Mm -hmm. So, hey. where where else have we been together, Sarah? Mm -hmm. um, let's talk more about where we where we've been together. Um. Yeah. So we we did Chicago. We did Florida. Yes. Um. We did. We, wait. Did we do Chicago twice? No, you did Chicago twice. I was oh, with you once. Right. Um. We've been to Mexico. That that was yes. a blast. That was a blast. Um, I love Mexico. It's the best. Oh my god! And you guys like, I gotta tell you about this experience. So we went to Mexico <laughs> because our friend was getting our old roommate that we lived with in our apartment in Los Angeles. Um, he got married there. So like we traveled sort of together, right? Like I'm in SF area. And at the time she was in LA area. So we just like met up on like connecting flights. We met up, um, when we got to, uh, like the airport in Mexico, oh, um, oh, wait, super do you know what's, fun. Do you know what's so funny? What? Um, we met up on connecting flights in Phoenix, and I live in Phoenix now. And there was no way that I would have ever thought at that time, pre-pandemic, that I would be living in Phoenix like a year later. Almost. Right. Right. Because then I went to visit you, um, whatever that was a few months ago. And I, of course I flew in and out of the Phoenix airport because yeah. that's where Jocelyn's close to. And I was like walking around and I was like, this this hallway looks really familiar. I've been here before. And you what have... was I here? And then I got in the car with Jocelyn. And she's like, "Yeah, remember we had a connecting flight here in Phoenix where we we parted ways. Basically, like we both flew 
from Mexico when we were going back home. We flew from Mexico yeah. to Phoenix. And then from Phoenix, we got separate flights to LA and San Francisco, respectively. And I was just like, oh my God, like, this is so weird. <laughs> I like remember this hallway. Like, no, I think that crazy. we did that both ways. I think from like San Jose, um, from like NorCal and me, like San Jose and me in Los Angeles, we connected in Phoenix and flew to Mexico together. And then we, uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. And then yeah. we flew back to Phoenix and then we separated. But anyways, yes, uh, come, come full circle. Um, anyways, yeah. tell your story. So we went to Mexico. Yes. It's our good friend's wedding. Yes, it was beautiful. amazing. Uh, of course, the wedding was fucking beautiful. It was in this like old ass church, you know, Catholic, like, Catholic wedding. Um, just absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. And like she, um, Okay. So first thing, the thing that blew me away about this trip is like, you know, we grew, we grew up in Southern California, right? So we're pretty used to like Spanish speaking and we can, we know certain words here and there, right? Like you have to pass Spanish basically in high school. Um, so we're pretty familiar with it. It's just like, at least for me, I was like, I'm not fluent enough to like really put sentences together. But if someone's talking to me in Spanish, I could probably pick out words and be like, okay, this is what they're talking about. Um, and it just fucking blew me away that Jocelyn wasn't even drunk. And we get in our Uber to, you know, go to our Airbnb. And, um, of course, you know, the Uber, you know, he's from Mexico, right? So he speaks straight fluent Spanish. And so at first when we got in the Uber, we're trying to talk to him in English and he's like, oh, like, you know, no English. And we're just like, okay, like no problem. And then just Jocelyn starts spitting out Spanish. Like she fucking lives there. And they're like having a full on conversation in the front seat. And I'm like, and our other friend who, um, who met up with us, um, was in the Uber with us. And we're we're just like looking at each other, like, what the fuck are they talking about right now? Like, how is it like Jocelyn is speaking fluent ass Spanish right now like I was just completely blown away how she was able to just like put the words together and just like speak Spanish not only that there were a couple of nights where we got really fucked up and we had to get um Ubers back to our Airbnb and Jocelyn knew exactly what to tell them (laughs) while drunk in fluent Spanish I was I was like I will never doubt this girl and her abilities ever again like holy shit it was great it was great it was a great time I just had to share that it just it blew my fucking mind I was like holy shit this is amazing always taking you to Mexico okay (laughs) (laughs) I I do not speak fluent Spanish I was on Duolingo for like a month every day before I went to Mexico to brush up on my Spanish but that's really funny. Um, I'm so flattered that you are bragging about me so I was, hard. Well, I mean, <laughs> so it was like me, you, and our friend Casey, and we all downloaded that uh, that language app so that we could like brush up on our Spanish and like be ready to go to Mexico. But and like me, me and Casey did okay, you know, like we were okay, but like. Anytime there was like, you know, we go to a restaurant and the waiter's like something, something. And Jocelyn's like, here you go in Spanish, like just 
off the fly was like ready to <laughs> ready to talk to them get in the uber she led the way like basically she was just our tour guide the entire time for real like she led that entire thing it was great also <laughs> the airbnb there fucking awesome great gorgeous condos like right off this cute little dirt road um uh there was like a cute little like um what's it called a restaurant around the corner that was only open for brunch. Oh yes. Oh, I was God, too I... drunk to go, but you brought me food back. From yeah. It. I was too good. drunk. I was too hungover because you were pretty you were I, I'm surprised you you were the one that was hungover and couldn't make it to the breakfast because usually that's my problem. Oh you're I don't right. know how I survived usually that. I I think that is that is my like you know everyone has their peak hung over that mm-hmm. that was like I have been hung over in my younger years but <laughs> but the young days <laughs> in the olden days <laughs> um this this one took the cake this was probably my worst the worst hangover I have experienced um yeah but apparently I was drunk and speaking fluent Spanish and somehow got us home in one piece because I spoke my way to get through everything you did we even after after the wedding and everybody like officially left we went to some you know club or bar place and we were like we need food and we sat outside and like ate their food and there was like no, I remember. Um, so we got in the Uber. Okay. I do remember this. Um, when I've spent a lot of time, well, that's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember being there and eating some food outside a bar. <laughs> well, there, there actually was a lot of Spanish speaking going on. Um, mm-hmm. my like broken enough, bro- well, <laughs> practiced enough <laughs> Spanish. Um, I remember getting into the Uber and I was asking him, I was like, because I think we called the Uber and I had thought I found like a drive through like a Carl's Jr. or something, maybe that was almost like, it was just like not really clear whether or not it was open or we could go there. And I was like, look, it's like 2 a.m. We're hungry. What's open? Like, where, where can we go eat? And he was like, oh, no, no, you can't go to that place. Like wherever you like thought you were going, you can't go. But there is this like nightclub that's open and they serve food and I was like fuck it take us there like we like out in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden there is this bumping club bump and you know what we do we sit outside in the rain by ourselves while everyone else is dancing in the club (laughs) I mean we were in there for like a second because we were like, oh yeah, like hey, bumping, eh, eh, eh. and then we're just like, oh fuck, we're hungry. So we like, they're like, oh yeah, you have to sit outside under the like umbrella on this like picnic table thing and like eat eat food yeah. out there. Yep. Um, if I remember correctly, they might have been closing up the kitchen around that time too. So we were probably the last people to get real food, and we got like burgers and fries and chicken finger we got like chicken burgers like we i just nachos like i ordered us like a bunch of tacos i was just like everything i also have this problem when i'm sober and every time i go to a restaurant or someplace like i just order way too much food because i want to try a bite of everything 
Um, so. And, and I, st- I distinctly, what? I, <laughs> what's the word? Distinctly. Thank you. I distinctly remember a stray dog coming up to too. us wanting some food. And I yeah. felt really bad. And I was like, I want to give this dog food. That stray but dog was our friend. He was a sweet, just adorable, sweet little stray. And I felt so bad. And I was like, I really just want to give him some of my fries right now. He's so no, cute. I 100% remember he was soaking wet because it had been raining. And my drunk ass was like, puppy, 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 puppy. <laughs> like, he's like, the stray fucking dog was our bestest, our best friend. I know. <laughs> We but, um, so many the wedding was beautiful. <laughs> so many things could have gone wrong, but it's yes. fine. That's how I was trying to say that as you were like, no, 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 let's not talk about that. Let's talk about how beautiful the wedding was. Let's not talk about how we like so many things could have gone wrong, but they didn't. Also, they didn't, they didn't because we are responsible, we'll put together adults. Um, <laughs> that's what we do here. Okay, so um, we never talked about this, but the one place that I want to travel to, yes. And as soon as I go here, I'll find a new place. Yes. <clears throat> but the one place I've always wanted to go to and I haven't been to yet, tell me, I can't wait to hear this, is Greece. Oh, yes. Yeah. Same. It's very. It's historic. It's gorgeous. It's. I don't know. It's just, it's goals. It's sisterhood like, of the traveling pants. Sisterhood of the traveling pants. <laughs> That's what I was I really going movie. for. <laughs> sisterhood of the traveling pants. That's why I want to go to Greece. Done. I mean, that's where they go. And ever since yeah. then, that has been like, that was, I think that was my first exposure to seeing how beautiful Greece was, was watching mm-hmm. that movie and being like, oh. why have I never been there in my life? Actually, also, now I think about it, I'm not too sure what my first exposure was to knowing what Greece, you know, like what Greece is and what it might be like going there. But it just, I don't know, for me, it just feels like life goals and the, the history behind it. Um, like Greek mythology, just like, I don't know something about it. I just, I really, really want to go. And you know, once I go there, I'll find my next new place, but that is literally my, my number one. It's my top, you know, um Greece and Portugal aren't that far from each other maybe we do both in the same trip and I'm down for that you can cross off your bucket list and I might find my future husband and I will that sounds great be happy drinking wine and never come back to California or Arizona or wherever the fuck <laughs> <but> <laughs> wait are you, sure? my- are you sure Greece and are you sure? Are they close? I don't think they're that close. Um, I mean, compared to where we are now, they're really close. I mean, yeah, they're closer to compared to we are. Are they? <laughs> Wait, are they though? Yeah, they're not that far from each other. Girl. Are you sure? Are you sure? I am pretty, pretty, pretty sure. Hold on. I gotta hold on. <laughs> I've always wanted to say oh, right, because Greece is like kind of on the other side of Italy. So yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally. Yes. Um, I don't um, geography as well as I don't math. So I had to look that up. But yeah, I don't geography. And I don't math. <laughs> I really don't, you guys. I really don't. I'm sorry. 
Um, no, Greece. Greece is not too far off from Portugal in relation to where we are now. Um, but the island that we want to go to is kind of on its own. It's not the Mediterranean. Greece is on the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah. Um, the island in Portugal, I think, is like where the Mediterranean Sea um branches out into the North Atlantic Ocean. Um uh-huh. but the Mediterranean is beautiful, it is lovely. I would go back in a heartbeat. I spent some time on the Mediterranean Sea was as when I was in the south oh, of France. I did Greece. Too. Wait. You did. Wait, Mediterranean. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a geography. Hold on one second. I got a geography. <laughs> one second. One second. Hold please. <laughs> I have is this the Mediterranean? Why isn't it telling me if this is Mediterranean? Yes. I don't know. I've been to Israel. Yes, you have. When I was 16, I went to Israel on a church trip. And as much as I do remember of that trip and how awesome it was, um, I do want to go back and I feel like I could take better advantage of it now. Um, But yeah, I did go to Israel um, when I was 16. And... um, I floated in the Dead Sea and I got baptized in the Sea of Galilee and all that weird tourist shit that you do when you're there. Um, I did, I figured out I was claustrophobic because we went to a archaeological dig and I literally army crawled through um, like caves and stuff. Um, So that was really crazy. Probably a discussion for another time, but Israel is one of the other places I've traveled to, and I would absolutely go back. It was pretty much the same sort of weather as Southern California. Um, really beautiful, really full of history. I think that's what draws me to go to places, places that are full of history and architecture and stuff, you know? <laughs> Baptism and official architecture stuff. Yeah, you know. Also, Boy, floating in the Dead Sea was really like one of the coolest things oh, in my life. Yeah, that sounds really. Or riding fucking, a camel. I, rode I would a camel. love that was cool too to do that because the Dead Sea is is a super high salt content, and mm-hmm. salt makes. <laughs> God bless you. You're baptized, so I condone that you're blessing. <laughs> Um, yeah, it has the, the Dead Sea has a high content of salt. So it's the weirdest feeling. It's like, you don't like, it's not like how you think where you'd float like sort of on top, but you can't swim down. It's very, it's very crazy. Um, you kind of just sit there like the way that you would like wade in a swimming pool. Like you'd have to like kick yourself to like stay in one spot. You don't have to do that in the Dead Sea because there's so much salt in it. It just keeps you in one spot. Also, never, and I mean never, shave three days prior 
to going into the Dead Sea unless you want your areas of shaving to sting like a motherfucker. Oh no. Salt in the wound. Like literally. Don't do it. Oh, 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 do ouch, it. ouch. Oh God. I, you know what? You cannot, I repeat, cannot shave the day of going to the beach if you have sensitive skin or skin. <laughs> like, bad just you bad. can't if you have skin you can't you just can't do it sorry yes but um I think that <laughs> this has been super fun um I we could go on and on and on about our travel stories and where we want to go eventually um we're going to Portugal next one day we're yep. gonna get to Greece um Sarah is basically a certified minister because she's been baptized <laughs> in Israel so like her blessing means a lot um, <laughs> um if Mexico if you're in on the west coast Mexico is like the shit like we fucking I would love to go to Mexico again I think that I could probably make that happen we could probably make that happen sooner than going Absolutely. anywhere like overseas but yeah but our next stops are Portugal, Portugal, Greece, mm-hmm. anywhere in like Southeast Asia. Yep. Um, God, it's a long fucking flight, but we're going to make it and we're going to drink our way around the world with wine and tell you guys about it more. Um, anyways, thank you so much for joining us on this Yay. very drunk wine Wednesday. Thank we you. had a South African warm climate new world rule breaking chill me with our homie cabernet sauvignon yes we did um <laughs> we want to know more about where you've traveled where you want to go and wind down with us and tell us about it every wine wednesday with let's, your wine girls let's do it and don't forget to make poor decisions over wine P-O-U-R. P-O-U-R. Pour the wine. Pour the wine, bitches. Cheers. Cheers, Thanks bitches. Thanks for listening. We love you. Love ya. Bye. Bye.